It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jada, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across new and pre-owned petrol, diesel, LPG, plug-in hybrid and electric Renault, Dacia and Opel range. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show again today. Lots of chat coming up over the next couple of hours or so. And if you want to join us on the show, these are the numbers you need. 086-1800-658. is a WhatsApp or text number, or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Uh, I'm joined later on in the show by Claudia Carroll. Her 17th book is out today. It's called The Fixer. Looking forward to a, ca- a catch-up with Claudia. Cathy uh, Grieve is with us. She's chairperson of Epilepsy Ireland. I'll have more on Brian Adams and we'll hear all about Fiona Crawley's bog garden. Yes, a bog garden. What's it all about? I'm fascinated myself to find out what it is all about. Anyway, let's begin the show today. You do know tonight that Dundalk Football Club have a huge game in Europe. Yes, last week we... uh, Last week, you remember, we went to Holland to have a chat with a few Dundalk supporters who were there for the match and told us the remarkable story of being turned away from the gates and got back in then, got into the game a little bit later. Oh, you can't beat the Irish for sure. And he's back with us today, the man who told us the story, Daniel Shields. Good afternoon. Hiya, Derry. How's it going? Ah, good. Well, you haven't been arrested or incarcerated or anything since, Daniel. No, no, all's good, all's good. <laughs> anyway, have you a ticket for Talent this evening? Yeah, of course, yeah, I'm in block X behind the goals. Oh, very good, and looking forward to the second leg. What do you think uh, uh, about tonight? What's your feelings ahead of the game? I don't know, I've been, I've been nervous all week, to be honest with you, but I think I woke up this morning and there's, there's something special happening, I think, you know. Mm. There's, there's always that atmosphere going up to Talent for a European game, but... I think I think we're going to do it tonight. And Tal has been good to Dundalk, hasn't it, in the European encounters? Yes, like a second home. Just we've 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 a better night there than Rovers have themselves. <laughs> yes, you have indeed. And then the club that plays there week in week out. So look, you saw the first game, and uh, we're going to talk to Adrian Taff in a minute. He brought us the commentary, and I've been talking to Adrian about the game subsequently. And you saw it yourself. These are now a dangerous outfit. You could take nothing for granted here at all because you know they were they could have been out of sight early on in the game over there. Yes, definitely. Like like they are a class above what we are, but like. The one thing that that we have over them is they're still in pre-season, and 
they were tiring come the hour mark or so like you could see they were under pressure they were all struggling so mm. I think it's going to have to be the same again tonight we're just going to have to hold off for the first half and just give them nothing Yeah, give away no silly chances no mistakes but that's been our downfall this year mm. but if we can hold on to the second half I think there's, there's, there's ch- going to be chances there for us do you have a good feeling? Are you superstitious about games or anything? Do you do a routine in the, uh, you know, during the day or going to the game or anything yourself? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself a superstitious person, but I do have a wee thing for Oriel. Uh, I'd go into the shop before Oriel usually and get a red berry boost. That was a bottle of that. It's only a euro, and that that's every time going to Oriel. That's what I do. Right. In recent years, I don't know. It's weird. Like I even I carried it on this year. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll be doing it tonight and hoping it works. <laughs> oh, get that bottle. Spend that yeah. euro, Daniel, this evening for sure. Yeah. Do it. You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, players have the routines. I know this anyway, and they have their superstitions and they go through the routines with, with, with every type of game. So you're going with the crew. Are all the crew going that were over in Holland last week? Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I'm not with them. not going up with them, but uh, yeah. Yeah, they're all going. I'm, there's a, about 10 of us, my friends, they were all going on the buses from that the club are running. Mm. Memorial. Um, so yeah, we're all together in the stand, and um, my uncles will be there. You'll hear them before you see them. Ah, <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Uh, any Dutch fans? Do you know uh, travel or can they travel or what's the story? Well, they're not supposed to, but I yeah. know there are a few. There are a few in Dublin. There's forty or so of them. And mm. um, I was talking to a few of them there t- this morning. Yeah. Uh, I don't think all of them have tickets, but you know, there's a couple of lads that were good to us over there. So if I can do anything for them to get them in, I'll, I'll try my best. But yeah. Uh, yeah, um, good lads anyway. Yeah, I, I I know, and sure. Look at you did the the needful over there, and perhaps uh, they will here as well. But that's for uh, uh, later on today, and let's see what happens there. It's going to be uh, overwhelmingly uh, Dundalk. Uh, you know, Tala will be decked out in black and white this evening. Yeah, Just sure, yeah. d- don't go anywhere there for a second. Uh, Adrian Taff is on the other line. Hello, Adrian. Hello, Jerry. I don't know why I'm on the line because Daniel has already summed up and analysed everything. There's nothing I have to add. <laughs> Daniel, can you believe that, that Adrian Taff has nothing to add? I listened to him last week, and as I said here, I wouldn't like to be beside him when he does get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, um, oh, look, (laughs) it was uh, was definitely one of those moments, all right, you know. And at the end of the day, like, uh, when I'm at a game, I have the headphones on, and I can't hear a crowd. Mm. Like, I'm in a bubble every time. doesn't matter how many people are in the stadium, you know? Mm. So sometimes on occasion, you end up being your own crowd a little bit as well, you know what I mean? And trying to, you know, and just add that little bit extra to it, you know? But uh, it was a great moment. That second goal was a great moment last week. But it counts for nothing, unless the doc can finish the job tonight, you know? We have... um, Daniel knows all uh, well about uh, Bate Borisov in 2016 and that night in Tala, you know? Mm. Um, You know, if... The doc hadn't have gone through, you know, people wouldn't be talking about Robbie Benson's goal and Dave McMillan and people like that, you know. So, you know, if that those Patrick McElhaney efforts last week had to count for anything, then Doc need to get the job done tonight. But as Daniel said, and as he analysed quite thoroughly, it's going to be very, very difficult. And Adrian, what does your gut tell you? You know, you've followed Dundalk all over Europe now in this these halcyon times for the club. You've seen, as you mentioned, Batty and other wonderful results as well. What do you honestly feel? If you were to be honest with me today, what does your gut or your your head tell you over your heart? Uh, uh, funny you mention that, Jerry. I always consider myself to be a gut person. Uh, when I'm watching a football game and you're watching the flow of the game and the momentum in the game, and then all of a sudden you get a sense that it's changing. And, and always it comes from 
it's not really, I, I always see this on my head. It's my gut that, that informs a lot of what I think about what's going on in a game. And uh, I, I, I'm, I, I have a feeling for tonight for some reason, you know. I, I don't know why. I just have a sense that Dundalk might pull it off. Have I any confidence in that? No. You know, because you can't have confidence because my eyes saw what I saw in the first half last week and that is a Vitesse team who are, you know, brilliant technically, really fast, lots of young players, loads of creativity, play a really fluid system and Daniel will have seen this as well. Those centre-backs that they have spend as much time on the wing in the other half of the field as they do at centre-back. Like, honestly, it was remarkable. I didn't know what I was watching at for a long time uh, the other uh, last week. Yes. Um, but... That comes with its own problems, and that's you know probably why they lost that second goal, the dog second goal. Patrick McElhenney, they left such, such gaps at the back, you know, for the dog to go through. So uh, you know, uh, based on what I saw last week, I have to say, in my head, if I was going off my head, I would say, yeah, the Tessa have to are, are strong favourites to go through. But I just, I just have that sort of a feeling that the dog can get the job done tonight. You know, Talisading is a very good. Granted them, as uh, Daniel said, and he trotted out the line that Dundalk have had more good nights than Shamrock Rovers there. The dog fans love that one, and I quite like it myself. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful. I, I definitely have some sort of hope, yeah. And just while we're on the subject, we mustn't forget there are two other League of Ireland clubs in action tonight. You know, Bohemians are, are in Greece, and uh, Shamrock Rovers do make the long trip to Albania too. And um, Three clubs in action, three out of three, two out of three... Ain't bad as Meatloaf would say, a oh, one out of three, Adrian. Uh, Hate says one out of three, you know. Mm. Hart says four out of three, if mm. it was possible. You know, mm. you want them all. But, yes. uh, you know, Shamrock Rovers, you, you know, were um, the dominant side in that game last week. And uh, you'd expect them to finish the job out there, you know. Um, funny enough, the, the opposing team last week against Rovers sort of played the League of Ireland role, you know, where they tried to soak up the pressure on, on Rovers, you know, but Rovers eventually make the, made the pressure tell. At the end, you'd imagine they'll have to come out in the away game and Rovers might get more opportunities to score tonight, you know. But uh, Bowes, tall order against Pauk in the second leg. Uh, but you just never know, they're playing so well and they're well capable of keeping the ball, you know. But you'd have to imagine that Pauk got a fright last week and uh, will have been well alerted to the dangers that both possess, you know, and and they should, you know, they should turn it around. But you mm. don't know. They're mm. in a great position, both great position. Yeah. So that's uh, Adrian's assessment. The commentator Daniel, back to you before I let you go. Come on, give me a score, Daniel. I'm putting you on the spot. What will the scoreline be tonight? Uh, I think I think one all, and we'll beat them in extra time. We'll beat them two one in extra time. Ooh, you're pretty sussed out on this one, pretty definite. And then there could be a penalty shootout. Would you fancy Dundalk in a, a spot kick battle? I would normally, but I, I, when it comes to it, like these boys, I think they'd just be a different class with penalties. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. Um, but I think extra time, if, if it goes that far, like they couldn't last an hour last week, how are they going to last two hours? Like, yeah. that's that's our chance, I think. Mm, okay, so... You see it, a uh, uh, draw after 90 minutes and an extra time win for the Lily Whites. Adrian, what time are you on at? 5-8, uh, 5-8 were uh, underway. i just say one thing about a penalty shooter. Alessio Beebe, you know, looks like a penalty shooter goalkeeper. You know, he's a big, tall lad. Did really well in the President's Cup against Shamrock Rovers. You know, so the Duck will have that on their side. Um, if it went to penalties, Vitesse will have, you know, probably superior 
technical ability on their side. But Alessio and Bibi's a big lad, you know, and you need to be putting that ball in the corners if you're going to get past them or put them the wrong way, you know. You've got to get it right, you know. OK, 5 to 8 this evening, online and on LMFM. Join us, please, friend Adrian Taff and co-commentator John Flanagan will bring you all the action as it happens. John, which you tonight? John is, yeah. Oh, great, great. So, uh, anyway, wish you well, Daniel, and all Dundalk fans. So, uh, we're with you, rooting for you all the way. Good luck. Thanks, Jerry. Come on the town. <laughs> Good man yourself. Take care of yourselves. That See is... You uh, take care. Bye-bye. That's uh, Daniel Shields there, a Dundalk supporter. We spoke to him last week, of course. Got into the game in Holland. And as you heard there, there are a few Dutch supporters knocking around Dublin and hoping to get into the match themselves this evening. And our own Adrian Taff, who will be bringing you the commentary here on LMFM Radio. It's another huge night for the club. It would be some scalp. I, I know this myself. Vitesse Arnhem... Dutch league, they're definitely a step up, but it'd be some scalp if Dundalk take it and a real blow for Irish football. You know, when we look at those leagues and in the context of the size of our clubs, etc. Here, you know, it is David against Goliath, and uh, hopefully David will slay uh, Goliath this evening, and Dundalk will go through. Orla Crilly, hello. Hello there. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Well, you're far from the town today. <laughs> I'm a little wee bit down the country. We are actually on holidays down uh, in Killarney at the moment. Uh, but Dundalk is never far from our thoughts, don't you worry. <laughs> have you the colours on you walking around in the shorts? And uh... I, ha- I have my jersey on me and all the kids. I'm probably the only mommy in Ireland that uh, has one on me away this time. And, you know, commonly there's European football that's pack your shorts. And don't forget your Dundalk jerseys in your scarf. They have to go into the bag. So all the kids have the Dundalk jerseys on them today and I'm trying to convert the Donegal crew that's here what it means (laughs) (laughs) What's your plans for this evening and the match? Um, Well I have it we're here in a a lovely big house and we have it booked onto our TV for this evening and I actually we heard that there's a few Dundalk fans uh, staying locally in the area so I'm after sending out an invite to them as well um, to come over to the house to join us if they want to for the game too. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. There'll be, there'll be 10 of us here anyway, so Great <laughs> after that, who knows. Stuff. So the seeds of the Kerry uh, branch of Dundalk, football clubs, supporters clubs, so Yeah, I, you know, I think there actually might be some Kerry Lily Whites uh, around. There you are. Definitely some Cork ones, so um, I don't know if they're exactly in this area, but um, mm. yeah, so we'll have the flags flying anyway. Good stuff. Have you been to any games or has that been impossible with the situation, you know? Um, we actually, myself and six of the kids got to the Lavadia Talon one in Tala, okay. um, so that that was a good game. Uh, we were just kind of behind the goal, the goal merit there just to see uh, Davy Mack uh, tucking away his goal. It was it was a thing of beauty. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was a great game, um, but we're very much looking forward to tonight and I think we can do it. You really believe? Yes, Daniel's comedy. We were talking to Daniel Shields a few moments ago there. Adrian Taffields, you know, he's a good feeling about this as well. So if the if the vibes are anything, it, it, it's with Dundalk for, for sure. You haven't been obviously at home games. That's been a huge loss for all supporters of clubs around the country, hasn't it? Not being able to go along. Yeah, you know, and I know Adrian Taff well, and I was very, I met him out for a walk in Tarhead Beach, and I was like, well, how have the trips been? I'm very jealous. I could, I, I could have went over myself, you know, and um, he said, you know, it's a bit boring without the fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's not as much crack, but if we get to the group stages, of course, then um, it's only in the early parts that you can't have the fans going, so if it gets to the group stages... Uh, we could we could all be in. We'd all yeah. be booking tickets, and we get that far. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think last year we struggled more, kind of really feeling invested in the European journey that we had last year. Even though we we made group stages, 
But um, this year, I don't know, there's more excitement. I don't know why, mm. there's more excitement and more energy around it for the fans, I think. Yeah, that's good to hear. So there's, Anyway, we just said we'd say hello to you. We knew you were at the other end of the country and, and uh, uh, setting up a little independent Republic of the Dog fans there, there for the season. Enjoy the game, <laughs> Orla. Woman for that. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the game. Good luck to you. I will. Thank Thanks you for so taking much. the call, Orla. Take care Take now. Care. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 There is real excitement in there. Don't talk about this game tonight and we wish them well. 528 here on LMFM and online as well if you want to join Adrian and John Flanagan. First break of the afternoon and when we come back, yes, you know, do you know, you do must know if you listen to LMFM all day, Yusk have opened their brand new store in Ashburn and we're going to be uh, catching up with the district manager, Samantha Carter, in a few moments and I have a giveaway as well. Stay with us. The doors opened at 10am this morning at the brand new Yusk store at Ashburn Retail Park and business is brisk to say the least. I'm joined on late lunch by Samantha Carter. She's the Yusk district manager. Hello, Samantha. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm sure there's a buzz about Ashbourne. That goes without saying. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's and it's a nice dry day at the moment as well. So plenty of people out. Uh, this is what, store number 10 in Ireland? Store number 10, yeah. Um, and, and thankfully, we've been well received in Ireland so far. So we've, we've obviously already got one in Meath at the moment in Navin, and, and this is our second one. Um, on the back of the great success that we've had in our Navin store. So it's, it's, it's really, really very good. And more planned, I see. Yes, yeah. Another six for the next year. So busy, busy. Um, lots of growth and whatever, lots of expansion. So we're probably one of the best uh, performing countries, actually, across Yusk at the moment. So it's really, really good to see. And for you, which stores are within your remit in your role? So the ones I look after is Ashburn, Yall, Limerick and Portleash. So quite spread out geographically, mm. um, but you know I, I I live in Mead myself, so it's it's you know I'm I'm an easy commute everywhere and kind of close enough to get to any point in the country. You have such a wide range on offer when you look at the home bedroom, bathroom, living room, dining room, curtains, blinds, garden, homewares. The list goes on. But the two I'm interested in is the office. You know, with more people working at home, you have some great kit, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, we've seen huge sales, especially over the last year with pandemic on all our office furniture. Um, and it's quite reasonable and quite, you know, we're quite modern in our style. So everybody has, you know, tried to get something for their office from us. And it's, it's you know, everybody's working from home and looking at their homes in a completely different perspective now. So it's nice to kind of get a bit of fresh furniture in there, I think. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, with people now, a new way of working in for the foreseeable future, you know, people might have had temporary setups. You know what I'm getting at, Samantha? But now is yeah. the time. If you want to formalise it, you can look after it for them. That's it. That's it. I know there's a, a lot of people kind of doing hybrid work now and, and that will probably the way of the future, to be fair. So, yeah, if anybody wants to relook at their office and make a permanent haven away from their, their nine to five desk, we, we definitely have great stuff for them. Now, in our homes, you know the way we gather stuff and that. Don't talk to me about it. Can you help me with storage? Yes, we have loads of different storage um, solutions. So if anybody's into wanting to reorganise, we've got um, all sorts of kind of plastic storage and, and, and different baskets, um, either if you want to go for a Scandinavian look or just, you know, organising your laundry cupboard or whatever the case may be. We've got something for everyone. And, you know, uh, as regards being uh, being open and hours and everything, you're doing a seven-day week? Plenty of time to get in there? Yeah, seven-day week, um, 10 to 6, um, Monday to Sunday. So, yeah, we, we are here. 
Um, and we are definitely looking forward to another busy weekend and, um, and, and the future in Ashburn. Do you feel like you, we've mentioned the last year, you know, and you see, you know, that this has been reported widely that uh, household savings have accumulated and grown uh, mm-hmm. substantially, you know, with the lockdown and places being closed, etc. Th- th- there's money to spend. There is, yeah. And as I said, you know, people are have an, uh, spent a lot of time in their homes over the last 12 to 18 months. And probably, you know, there's fresh eyes and, and, and people are getting more into home and, and DIY and upgrading the rooms that they have. So um, in the homeware sector, there's significant growth there um, towards different retail sectors. So it's really, really positive for us to see, but just to be able to expand stores and retail at the moment. Mm. Um, because obviously there's been a lot of a, a lot of um, industries that have you know, suffered over the yes. last 18 months. Yes, yes, of course. And it goes without saying that this uh, week is the time to get in there because there's some very special offers uh, to coincide with the new store opening in Ashburn. Yes, exactly. So this store just has specific special offers on and that'll be all the way up until Wednesday night uh, next week. So if anybody wants to come in and get a bargain and, you know, we're it, the nice thing is we've opened freshly with all our indoor stock um, ready for autumn winter so now is to come in and see all the new stuff that we've got in as well Have you got plenty of those K&L cakes? We do yes and they're, they've been well received everybody's had a little bit of a sugar rush um, this morning when they came in as well Yes, so it's uh, been uh, good all round in Ashbourne today from every perspective. Look, we wish you well uh, with the new store in Ashbourne. Continued success to Yusk as well. And I'm going to tell them in a moment I have a little giveaway to coincide with your opening as well here on Late Lunch on LMFM. Thank you so much for joining me, Samantha. Thanks very much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Samantha Carter there, Yusk District Manager. Uh, one of the stores uh, she's looking after is the new one in Ashbourne, and they're at Ashbourne Retail Park. Uh, check them out. 10 a.m. to 6 each day, and special offers up until next Wednesday. Now, I have a little offer for you today. I have two €50 Euro vouchers to give away, so we'll have two winners and late lunch this afternoon. And here is your question. Lars Larsen founded Yusk in 1979 in a European country the synonymous with a European country so I'm asking you what is that European country they have their head office in this country what's the name of the country that's synonymous with USK where it was founded by Lars Larsen in 1979 answers please to 086 658 WhatsApp or text me now with your name and details and we'll pick two winners for those vouchers before the end of the show. Galway girl on your late lunch this afternoon. I will. Jerry just missed the question on Yusk. Will you just say it once more, please? No, I won't. Of course I will. I'm an old softy for you, aren't I? The question is this. I have two €50 vouchers to give away for Yusk. The new store in uh, Ashbourne opened this morning and it's so busy there. Well, the question is this. Lars Larsen founded Yusk in 1979 and their head office and the country where it was founded is in what country? What's the name of the country where the Yusk head office is and synonymous? It's the founding country of the company. It's in Europe. What is the name of that country? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me the answer with your name or details. Louise Walsh, I have a the $64 million question for you now. Are you ready to give me the answer? <laughs> the wrong one? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> your favourite burger. Where would you say 
if you, you know, went to buy a burger from a takeaway or get one out from a restaurant or if you sat down to eat one somewhere, your mm. favourite burger. And not a, like a McDonald's or anything like well, that. You can, if, you, one. if you want to say, listen, hold on a minute. People love McDonald's burgers. Oh. They love Burger King burgers. I love Burger King. You love a Burger I King I love a burger. burger King or the Valley Cafe in Navin. The Valley the, the burger there. Mm-hmm. And what do you have in your burger? The buns, the, the patty, cheese. the meat patty. Oh, cheese. cheeseburger. Mm. You love a cheeseburger, yeah. do you? Any little additions? The gherkins? No, 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 no oh, gherkins. She hates the gherkins. Uh, mm. Lettuce, mayo. Lettuce and mayo and, and red, red sauce. sauce. Yeah. Coleslaw. No. No, I'm not mad at coleslaw on a burger. No. I have to say. Does coleslaw belong in a burger? No. No, I don't mm. think so. It's National Burger Day today. Where do you go for your favourite burger? Little trivia on late lunch this afternoon. Let us know. I'll tell you mine shortly. I haven't revealed me hand here yet. Louise has hers. What's your favourite burger joint where you get your nicest of nice burgers from? Let me know. Oh, and it can be chicken burgers or any other burgers, can't it? Or just burger? Oh, no, 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 no. Let's stick <laughs> beef to the heel like a Mullingar heifer. Let's <laughs> stick to the beef, the beef burger. Yes, we're talking beef burgers. We're ruling out every other type of burger. All right. It's a beef burger. Where do you get your favourite beef burger? Let me know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And I'll tell you mine after two. And after two, it's the wonderful Claudia Carroll. The burgers. Yeah, interesting. This one there. I love a plain McDonald's burger, Jerry, with lashings of gherkins. Unlike our Louise, who doesn't like the gherkins, this listener loves them. And Jerry, when I tell you, they make them up with loads of gherkins, especially for me in the local McDonald's. <laughs> Isn't that lovely, dear? I have more burger bites, which I'll come back to, and I'll tell you about my own in a little while. But next up on the show, I have to say, she's just so lovely. She's been with me a number of times here in the studio in LMFM, and because of the way of the world today, she can't be. But she's on the line, and I'm thrilled. Claudia Carroll, hello again. Jerry, how are you? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Ah, uh, Jerry, why am I not in the studio with I you? Know. I miss coming into you for the chat. <laughs> You're just always so dozy and you're the loveliest, loveliest interviewer ever. Oh you know, everybody, the authors are queuing up to get on the show. <laughs> Do you know, I've a read... Pleasure mo- to be here. Claudia, Claudia, you're too kind and I accept, I accept your compliments. I've a red mug, I have a little sup of water in case I get a little tickle here beside me. And oh, I can no tell worries. you, Louise will verify, my two cheeks are as red as the cup with those it lovely words. Nice. Ah, Jerry, I wish I was with you. I have such happy memories of going into the studio yes. long before we ever heard the word COVID. Oh, but, um, my. And it's just a joy to be in there. But, Jerry, you're playing a blinder and you didn't stop. None. Oh, like the station, you no. Didn't no, no, from top to bottom here, LMF, and morning yeah. tonight, we've been battering away, regardless of the circumstances. Flying and the flag. Flying the yeah. flag is right. Oh, first thing, I better not forget this. How's your mammy? I believe she might be she listening in. She is, she's actually downstairs in the kitchen, listening in uh, on the Alexa, little dot. But um, she's better than I am myself, thanks be to God. Literally better than I am myself. <laughs> Remind me, um, what's her I name again? Anne. Anne, Anne. Hello, Anne. Hello, Anne. <laughs> oh, she'd be thrilled, Jerry. But uh, I keep saying to her, uh, look at the Queen. You know, yes. the Queen is 95, going strong. Yep. You can do it. Keep going. Absolutely. Indeed, <laughs> and she can. And all your family. Oh, look, at keeping well, well, thank God. And, you know, uh, we yeah. always say it. Health is the wealth, isn't it? It really is, Claudia. Oh, it is. Nothing else. But you know what you must miss an awful lot? Because I know, like me, you're a great man for the live gigs mm. and shows. 
and concerts and all of that, you must miss that, Jerry. But it's great to see it starting to come yes. back, isn't it? Oh, it's simply wonderful. We miss some, and you know what yeah. we miss, Claudia? You're, you're dead right. The, the, the live, and even here, what you said, you're not here today. That spark when you're with somebody. Do you know what I mean? When oh, there's nothing like the it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, it's like live theatre, any live thing. Yes. You know, like streaming in the lockdown kept me sane. Like streaming was great because I could log in to see a show, you know, coming from Druid or mm. from Denmark or from Pat Moylan. And I, it was brilliant because you could actually see something, a cultural thing at home. Yes. But nothing beats bum on seat. No. There, sitting there, you know, to see a play or a gig or whatever it is. Uh, unfold in front of you and it's just long may it continue that the reopening continues slowly but we are getting there. Absolutely and while on theatre come on what about the secrets (laughs) of Primrose Square? I know I know oh Jerry, will you make me a promise? Yep. Will you? Please God when theatres reopen and you know we're back to the old bums on seats Will you come and see us with your family? I would be so honoured. I pleasure. really would. We've no dates for the show coming yes. back yet, but it did very well on the streaming. Fantastic. It's based on my book that I was actually laughed on your show yes. talking about, yes. which is called The Secrets of Primrose Square. And I was chatting um, on now a rival radio program, <laughs> I can't tell a lie, uh, about the, the story and all of this. And I was leaving the studio and a producer pal of mine called me and said, I heard your interview. That's a play. I think that could be a play. Did you ever think about mm. that? And I hadn't. But we met, we had a coffee. And, oh, Jerry, I tell you, I think it's the hardest work I ever did in my life. I went through 14 drafts of the play over three years. Now, it was a labour of love. Mm. But to get to, we had tour dates booked for all around the country, um, including some beautiful theatres like the Lime Tree in Limerick, the Dunamays in Port Leash, mm. um, beautiful uh, the Most Theatre in Kildare, the Everyman in Cork, uh, like some amazing venues. Yes. And then, sure, what happened? COVID. And we got COVID, did, 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 COVID closed three different times. Yeah. So it was a bit of a heartbreaker. Yeah. But we streamed from Driacht, beautiful Driacht Theatre in Blanchestown, yes. um, back in July. And it was just, it did my heart good to sit in the back row of an auditorium in the dark. You know, there was only a handful of us there, the crew and me and Mark Lambert, the director, and Pat Moylan, the producer, just a handful of us. But just to see, to see something live. Yeah. Oh, did you good. Well, I will take that offer for sure. And that's a promise. You've no choice. Yes, no choice. When Claudia says, I go. It's as simple as that. (laughs) But will I tell you, all those lovely theatres, it will come back to. And then may I say, young woman, uh, the West End and Broadway. You've heard of those places. I'm sure you have. Oh, Oh. reopening. Yes. Yes. Watch yes, this space. Watch this they space. Are. Anyway, yeah, listen quickly. We're, we're going to lose time here, and we haven't even mentioned number seventeen. And today, I'm honoured. The book comes out today. The fixer, and That's you're correct. with me. You're yes. with me on this day. And, well, Jerry, who else would I be with? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a celebration. What's well, a love in here today? Help to your uncle in. Jerry. You know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the fixer. Do you like the title? I absolutely love it. Where did you, you come up with the with the with the central character, Meg? Meg Monroe. It's a great name, Meg Monroe. Meg Monroe is an anti-hero. So she's kind of, she's manipulative, she's dark, she's bad. Charm itself to your face. We all know people like Mm. that. But behind your back, 
devious mm. to, to to the point that she would nearly win a prize for it. She's just incredibly devious. She's a chameleon. She'll be whoever you want her to be. Um, but where I got the idea from was, you're not going to believe this, but I was reading the New Yorker magazine a couple of years ago. And I read this article, but this is a true thing, Jerry. This isn't me making it up, called The Mistress Catcher. And mm. I thought, what the bejesus is a mistress catcher? And what it is, is that in very, very elite, super wealthy circles, predominantly in, uh, this article was focused on China and mm. the Far East. But now I'm top, talking the top 1%, mm. where a million quid is not all that much money, really. They're right. just operating at that unimaginable level of wealth to the rest of us. And if you're in a relationship or a marriage and there's a third party come into your relationship that is unwanted by you. Mm. So somebody in the relationship is straying, is playing away from home. And you might think, okay, hold on. We've all this money. We've got homes. We've got several homes together. We've got children. We've got a family. We've got a life. We've got this business. I need time to airbrush this third party out of the picture And then I will decide, am I going to divorce or separate or teach my partner a lesson they won't forget? So what do you do? You send for the mistress catcher. And I thought, what? I I just thought you can't make this up like so much in real life, Jerry. So the mistress catcher will come into, will inveigle her way, not into your spouse's or partner's life, but into the third party. So maybe it's a girlfriend. Maybe it's a boyfriend they're seeing on the side. Who knows? But she'll inveigle their way into their lives, befriend them. So how do you do that? You do it through social media. Because when you think about it, Jerry, we give away so much of ourselves on social media. Mm. It's actually scary. There's people I follow on Instagram, and they're total strangers to me. And yet, I could tell you where they live what they had for breakfast, what they're wearing today, where they go to the gym, where they're going for dinner tonight, where they went to the, what movie they saw at the cinema last night. Um, I could tell you all that information on people I never met. Yes. So it's kind of, you know, it's very invasive. Yeah. And I thought the mistress catcher, she will inveigle her way and become your friend. She'll find out where you go to the gym, where you have your coffee, where you hang out, where other bars or clubs that you like to go to, that you're a regular at. And she will, if you're sporty, she'll bond with you that way. If you're cultured, she'll bond with you that way. She'll be whatever you want her to be. And she will very slowly, through the good old-fashioned art of persuasion, say to you in the most oblique, charming beguiling way, what are you doing with this Egypt who's in a relationship? Come on, you're too fabulous for that. You should be with this person <laughs> or this person. They'll set up introductions for you. They will maybe persuade you to look at this fantastic job opportunity overseas or in a different city to just airbrush you out of the picture. And her whole thing is, by the time I'm finished with you, everyone's actually better off and it's all done so beautifully, Amazing. so elegantly. That's a true thing, Jerry. I yes. you think I'm sitting here making that up. I didn't. Claudia. That is an actual true thing. I believe and I thought, you. ah, come on. Could you imagine that in Ireland where we all know each other? <laughs> Give me that story. <laughs> but back to Meg. She can fix everything for everybody, but I don't want to give too much away. It's not necessarily romantic. Let me just say that. Yes. It's not necessarily romantic situations. Mm. That was just one example I used. Yes. It could be, for instance, you someone on your team and work who's useless and who's just not pulling their weight. Yes. 
just messing and coming in late and missing deadlines and all of this messing. And you think, look, you would send for the fixer and go, just make this person go away. Just make them, just get them out of my walk of life and someone else's problem and she will do it. So everything goes swimmingly for the fixer until a case from her past turns up on her doorstep and it all goes pear-shaped. And I'm not telling you any not more, another word. Not another word. Not another word because you know where Margaret Madden, our book, our bookie book oh, as I call her, our, our viewer, she it. would be just, she does Margaret. this with me, enough, Jerry. no more words. You're not to say another thing. Don't give it away. Let them get the book. So that's the oh, point Margaret. we're at here Margaret, now with this conversation. Yes. <laughs> she's the best. And if she's listening, hiya, Margaret, I can't oh, wait she to is. see you. She's the best reader in the country. She I is. mean, I've never met anyone mm. like her. She's astonishing. She's fantastic. Now, look, the book is out today. It's called The Fixer yes. and it's going to be yes. a surefire winner already, even before the <laughs> thousands and hundreds of thousands of the book sell. So go get it, folks. It's a lovely read. You'll love it from start to finish. Number 17. Can you believe it? Yes. Well, Jerry, my wish is may I be sitting bum on chair in the studio for number 18. Oh, and that is my wish too. A couple of things before we say ta-ra. How's the house? Uh, holding up, yeah, holding up. You know the way it is, Jerry. Yeah. With the house, you're just never finished. Yes. And I think in lockdown, we all started looking around our homes going, mm, that needs to be done, that needs to be done. But I call my house eventually because we'll eventually get there. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're just uh, you're just a joy to behold. You you really are. You really are. And yeah, I'll tell you this. Your mammy Anne. I'll say hello to her again. She's oh, lucky. She's lucky that. to she's have you. Yeah, oh, she's lucky to have you. Have her. Ah. I'll tell you. Yes, it was great. It was great that we lived together in the lockdown. Oh yeah. Because it just meant I wasn't worried. That broke my heart for a lot of people. Yes. Around the country, who when you couldn't go beyond your two kilometres. And you'd family, maybe in a different county or in the same county, and you mm. couldn't get to. That was the worst. That mm. was really hard. Mm. And your mammy had you and uh, you She's had her. Yes. And everyone in the well. family was yeah. very content with that. And that's <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. It really is. Well, listen, go on away with you there. You're a busy woman on this special day. The Fixer by Claudia Carroll is on bookshelves all over the country now. Go get it and see you soon, Claudia. See you soon, Jerry. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't she wonderful? Yes, Claudia Carroll. Don't you remember from Fair City, Nicola? She played from 96 to 2017 and she's been back on and off since on the show. She's a fantastic talent. She's a great writer and that book is destined for the bestsellers. That's for sure. She's simply lovely. She's a lovely, lovely person and we wish her well and her mam and as well. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. I will reveal... My favourite burger in a moment. Yeah, Lady Gaga and Poker Face on your late lunch this afternoon. Will I keep a Poker Face, Louise, as I tell you about my favourite burger? I could nearly guess. Go on. Anyway, before <laughs> I do, Paul and Annette have been on to say that they love, like you, the Burger King burger mm. is the favourite of the fast food takeaways. I meant to ask you, is that the Whopper you're talking about? You yes. know, the Whopper. Yeah, yeah the Whopper is the, is the Burger King. I told you the story before tonight. Years and years ago, I was away playing badminton in Dublin. She was only young at the time and Derek Farley was with us. We were up playing a match against some club in Dublin in the Dublin and District Badminton Leagues. 
and there was an offer on at the time in Burger King. I think there was only two Burger Kings in Ireland, but there was one on O'Connell Street, and we were coming back late at night, and it was open. And if you went into the counter, did I tell you this before? No. You had to go into the counter and say this. I'm hungry for a Whopper. I'm hungry for a Whopper now. <laughs> and you got a free Whopper. <laughs> so we had that little money. So we could only afford nearly one burger. So Derek went out to the counter. I'm hungry for a Whopper. I'm hungry for a Whopper now. <laughs> and we got the two burgers for one. <laughs> You'd be locked up if you said that now. Imagine today going in and saying that. <laughs> Oh my God, Almighty. You do it for the crack the next time you're in Navin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I remember going into Lansdowne Road one night to a football match and they were giving out wagon wheels. You know, and, I, and mm. I'm going off on a tangent here as I do at times. That's the biscuit. And, no, the biscuit, the yeah. wagon wheel. And I started Not singing to the girls, wagon wheels are taste for me. Wagon wheels are taste for me. That was an ad. And do you remember that ad? No. Well, that's the song, the tune. I think that's in your they head. Gave me, they gave me a box. They gave me a full box of wagon wheels. Yeah, get this nutter away from me. <laughs> Take them all. Anyway, uh, I diverge. Anyway, the burger, back to the burgers. Um. I, I have to say I love a Whopper myself. I do because they flame grill the burgers. Mm. I do love a Big Mac. I do or a quarter pounder at McDonald's for sure. I have a penchant for those. I'll tell you what's a beautiful burger. Have you ever been to Five Guys? No. Do you ever hear Five Guys? No. They're a restaurant chain. I think they came from the US. I, I came across them in England first, but they're in Ireland now. <clears> Dublin, <throat> is it? They're in Swords. Okay. They're definitely in Swords, Five Guys. And I think they're in Blanche and they're in a few other places. But they've come to Ireland. But they are a burger giant as well. Not the cheapest, I'd say, in the world. Oh, what beautiful burgers, Louise. Yummy. Ah, oh, try a Five Guys burger. Have you ever come across them? Really, really mm. nice. Lovely ground beef and different. You can build them yourself. You know, build a burger. You can yeah. build a burger. Don't be laughing at I'm me. Just laughing you, at what you said at Burger King. <laughs> I'm hungry for a Whopper. Um, you can build a burger a, a, with the Five Guys, whatever way you want, and your dressings and all. They are beautiful. But back home, if I were getting a burger now, on a Friday night, we might get a takeaway on a Friday night, chips and something else. I'd go to do uh, Genoa in Shop Street in Drogheda for their burger. Because they do their... They're meant to be lovely They're chipper. cooked on a grill. Oh, the best, and best around this Freshly neck of the woods. Cooked. Yes, Genoa, they cook the burger on the grill there for you. And again, you, I just like a burger with some onion and red sauce. And maybe just a touch of mayo. Only a touch. No coleslaw or anything like that. No cheese? No tomato. Oh well, I'd put a cheese on it. Yes, would be lovely. Say you were getting it. Say plain, you would go with the fried onion on it, a little bit of red sauce, and you know, the, I just like the, the flavour of the meat. Though is really lovely, and you, you can add to that, you know, a bit of lettuce and things Mustard. like that. Yeah, I could add all them. I often take it home and add a few things myself to it. But look, uh, that's my just personal favourite. Anyway, where do you love to buy a burger? And we're talking about the beef burgers today and late lunch. It is, it's not, is it international or national burger day? It's national burger day. You know all these days, it'll be national day for smiling We've at you. We've had two but, local winners, haven't we? Yes, we have. You know, but there's, na- there's things every day. It's this day for that. And, and I don't often have a crack about it. Anyway, it just happens to be national burger day today. And, and it's national jerry day. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there anyway if you have a place where you love to uh, eat a burger from let us know don't forget five guys 086 1800 658 whatsapp or text me to the show I'd love to hear from you now just reminding you the Premier League is back this week and, and some cracking games and remember you can listen here on the LMFM app 
Get that app, download it, bring it with you. Or on the Listen tab on lmfm.ie. Man United Leeds gets it going at half 12 on Saturday. 3 o'clock, Everton take on Southampton. And Liverpool travel to Norwich for the evening game at half past five. Premier League live with now. Yes, it's with now. Your sport on your terms. Only stream the games that matter to you most. Check it out. And we're away for another season of footy in the top flight. From this coming weekend. Still to come on late lunch this afternoon, Cathy Grieve is joining me shortly. She's a former BBC journalist, media consultant, and chairperson currently of Epilepsy Ireland. We'll also be hearing more about Brian Adams and Fiona Crawley has a bog garden. Stay with us. Promise you we'll be back to your burgers shortly on National Beef Burger Day here in Ireland. Anyway, my next guest, it's been oh so long and too long since I've spoken to her. She's a wonderful woman. She's a former BBC journalist, media consultant and currently chairperson of Epilepsy Ireland. I'm delighted to say hello again to Cathy Grieve. Cathy, how are you? I'm not too bad at all, Jerry. How are you? Lovely to talk to you again. Oh, it's been so long. It really has. And thanks for joining me on the show today. How did you become involved, let me start from here, uh, with the Epilepsy Ireland people? Well, one day as a normal life in my BBC life, I was um, travelling over and back to Ireland and uh, I was getting on a plane at Dublin Airport and um, I had a seizure for the first time ever and uh, literally fell down. And um, ended up in Beaumont for quite a long time and with the neuro people there who are absolutely fantastic. And um, had a little uh, uh, tumour, a little very small, very, very tiny behind my left ear, um, which um, just has made life unbelievably difficult. And that was the start of my epilepsy journey. And um, it made life totally unpredictable mm. and um, I couldn't drive for example you lose your license you can't drive um, and a lot of people think that epilepsy you know you, you can have it from childhood and that everybody's epilepsy is the same when it's absolutely not there are all sorts of types of epilepsy and um, I the first few years were just dreadful all the time in and out of hospital in and out of hospital and um I've, I've left the BBC after that because news, frontline news was just too stressful. Yes. And stress and seizures do not go well together. Um, and then I started working for myself, which at times is not good stress-wise either. Oh, tell so, me yeah. about it. Yeah, of course. When you're, when that's you're... how I ended up, you know, you, you, yeah. that's how I ended up. You know what it's like being on live radio. That's stressful every day. Mm. So um, I um, I ended up doing my own thing. And then I ended up um, getting involved with Epilepsy Ireland because I think that it's a condition that not it's not talked about a lot. It's not very visible to a lot of people. There's a stigma around it still. And um, I thought it, it's a good charity. It's a well-run charity. And I... Um, you know, I'm well able to get out and speak for myself. And there's a lot of people who aren't able to do that. Yes. So, yes. Um, and I'm trying to kind of lead from the front now. And it's been a it's been a difficult period for all charities. COVID has been really, really difficult. And likewise for for us, you know, fundraising collapsed for all charities. Yeah. And um, the way we do fundraising, I think, has changed forever now. You know, it, it'll be this, there'll not be people on the streets or there'll not be people knocking doors selling tickets or I think 
I think it's, uh, you know, charities are looking at everything, how they do things going forward. So, yeah, and likewise. You- a new way of looking at things and a new approach and that is happening already and people are inventive and charities are and people are responding as we always have yeah. in this country. Wonderful people to support the various Absolutely. charities. You, you know that yourself. Just before we move on and your own epilepsy under control are you medicated for it? Do you suffer seizures now? Yeah I'm taking I'm taking lots of medication all, all day every day and um, through COVID I, I know my seizures are not completely controlled and I've had during COVID, again, I was caring here for my parents. So we were in, we were cocooning throughout and um, my seizures, I had breakout seizures and I've, I still had, I had seizures the day before yesterday. So, um, and a couple of days before that. So I still have them. Does it panic Just, you as much as it did that first one when you were uh, on a journey between Ireland and England? Do you still get the same fear factor? Or are you now at, at a stage where you know what's coming and, and you know how to deal with it? Yeah, I think it's I think it's more I get a I get a not everybody gets a warning. I get a little warning, a little feeling in my head and it allows me to sit down on a chair on the floor wherever so that I don't fall and smash my head of something or whatever. But I think it's still more um more frightening for the people around me, like my parents watching me have the seizure because mm. I have a full tonic colonic seizure which is where you jerk and you know, I, my head goes back and I make a noise and I, you know, my arm, my leg shake and all that type of thing. So I think for my parents uh, or my any family members or friends who are with me who have seen me have seizures, it's more worrying and more frightening for them to watch because I'm in it. I'm, I'm unconscious. I'm not, I don't know. I just know that when I wake up, I'm very tired. I want to drink water. Um, and I think that for people that don't know what to do, for example, it's even more frightening. So, you know, all the old myths of stick a spoon in the mouth and all that, that's absolutely, no, absolutely do not do that. You know, don't go near anyone's mouth because they bite your finger off. Um, so, you know, things like that. Um, I think it's really, really frightening. And for me, it's it's frustrating. Like I was at a year clear. So I was about to get my license back and then I had another seizure and, mm. um, I think it was in in anticipation of being able to get my license back, and you know you you lose that the independence that you lose. You know, I I was driving for twenty five years when I lost my license. Oh. You know, I never had a point in my license. I never I drove for work all over the world, and then suddenly I couldn't can't drive. And the one thing here in London, I got free transport. You get anyone with epilepsy gets a free travel pass. Yes. Um. In Ireland, we were advocating that anybody who has epilepsy and who is taken off the road because of of epilepsy should get a travel pass. Okay. But we're, we 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 that that's not given because it's linked with an, other benefits here, and so we're advocating for a standalone travel pass, free travel pass that allows people to keep working, for example, or going to education and that people don't end up becoming isolated because right now that is what's happening. Mm. People, and I, you know, I, I, I join with your call, I have to say, because I think that's the decent thing to do and the right thing to do and enable people to, you know, get about and move about and do the things and give them that freedom. And, and I think that's a reasonable call. Yeah, because people end up, you know, not being able to go to work. Then they end up financially for families, you know, if for if if the mother or father in a family who are working can't go to work, 
the financial uh, impact on that family then becomes a really big issue. Mm. And then they may end up getting into financial difficulties. And, you know, we're seeing that. that our, we have offices around the country and our, our community uh, resource officers that are meeting people and families, you know, are dealing with people who have all these issues to deal with, as well as dealing with maybe a new diagnosis of epilepsy on mm. top of that. And that's like traumatic in people's lives, absolutely traumatic. It know? certainly so, is. And, and tell me this, we, just I, I don't mean to ponder on it, but this uh, our conversation sure. has taken a course that I'm interested in, really, and I'm sure listeners are too. When you, when you feel this coming on, how long does it last for? Is there a defined time or what happens? Oh, it can last, I mean, it can last for two or three minutes or it can last, some people can last much, much longer. Um, but if you're with somebody who has a seizure, if it lasts more than five minutes, really, you should call an ambulance at that stage. Mm. And uh, just to kind of um, to, let, to say to people that if you're with somebody and they do have a seizure, the first thing you should do is to just clear everything out of the way. Um, and the second thing you should, to, so that they, they don't hurt themselves, you know, they don't bang off a table yeah. leg or a chair or something. Um, the second thing they should do is just time the seizure. Mm. Um, and you you often don't think about that because you might be a bit panicked or you might have seen a seizure before but really do um, try and time the seizure because it's really it's a really important thing if you can tell afterwards if it's a paramedic or a neurologist or whoever needs to know it's really good for them to know Um, and also if it did run over five minutes it's a good idea then to get an ambulance at that stage yeah. or if someone has a seizure and they you know they it calms down and they go straight into another seizure without regaining consciousness you should absolutely definitely call an ambulance at that stage yeah. but my seizures would have run to much longer at the beginning they they run now I mean I had one the other day I think it was at about four minutes 30 mm. um, so they can, you know, they yeah, can run to varying lengths. Yeah, and you mentioned that uh, you afterwards you're thirsty, you feel drained. Uh, it takes time then. That the rest of that day is gone. Is it fair to say? You know, you're you're in trouble for that day. And and does it take time then to recover into the next day and beyond? Oh yeah, that the, the ne- that day is gone. You're gone. You just want to sleep. Or the, you, the tiredness. It's like all the energy. It's like some. It's like a magnet at the bottom of your feet and all your energy, I mean, all your energy is gone, absolutely exhausted. Um, and you, you literally just want to sleep where you are, even, you know, getting up to go to bed or, you know, you, you don't want to do that. You just want to sleep on the kitchen floor or, you, you know, you really don't want to move from where you are. Um, and that day is gone and you want to sleep, you know, maybe into the next day, depending on how long it was or, you know, um, but people are absolutely exhausted and your brain is also there's like a brain fog you know um, I had to cancel a meeting you know two days after you know uh, um, because I wouldn't have been able to talk to anybody coherently you know yes. um, mm. and that the other the other thing is memory memory loss over time as well um, is something that you know and memory uh, not working to its full capacity, um, yes. forgetting things, um, and you're just not being able to. I find sometimes, uh, like coming on with you today, Jerry. You know that I can talk for Ireland, mm. um, but coming on with you today, I was worried that I wouldn't get my words 
I wouldn't be able to find the right word. So before this, I never would have worried about things like that. But I do worry about that now. Yeah. So and- there's... All sorts of effects. Yeah, many, many issues for people who live with this. And, you know, when you when you, when you go through and these are repeated seizures, is it causing damage? You know, is it, is it progressively, you know, having an impact? Yeah, well, on memory, like memory with the... Uh, yes. Faith, um, Anything else? Or, um, incontinence. Mm. Um, because your, your muscles... Yes. Um, are, are on one side of your body or, you know, wherever. Um, so you have to, you know, I've had to go and had maybe have surgery to try and, but, you know, you'd be you'd be literally wetting yourself maybe somewhere. Um, and now I'm on medication for that now as well, and it's helping a bit, but you're always like, you know, you have to go to the loo, you've got to run there to go get there quickly. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I was lecturing in City University in London um, for the, not before COVID, and um, I was, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd have a break, and uh, I'd be dying to get to the loo. And I go out, and there were three loos, and I was sharing the, the staff. There was no staff loos, so I shared. We were sharing with the students, and you'd go out, and they'd be on the same break, and they'd be all. You know, there'd be this huge queue, the toilets. Yes. And I'd be running in past them going, I'm sorry, I have to go. And they were thinking, she's such a power, that, that one, just because she's on staff and trying to pass <laughs> it back. But they didn't realise that if I didn't get into that toilet, you know, that yes. going to be you know, a serious problem. Mm. But um, it's just like, and people don't, you know, and you go it and it's just one of those things, you know, and p- other people have other, you know, problems as well. But there's and it, it is such a hidden condition yes and people don't want to talk about those things you know people don't want to say and and for you know for young people growing up as well and for you know for children for teenagers you know it's um i feel for like teenagers doing the exams for example mm. um you know it's such a stressful time mm. i know that leaving certain and uh, you know, it, it was different this year, but they were still doing their tests in school and they were still doing, um, you know, they were still going in to do exams. They could opt to do exams and opt, yes. opt for grades. And some were opted to do the exams. And, um, you know, they're so stressed. Stress is, is a major trigger. Yes, and, I, and I'm, I'm hearing that from what you're saying across the board, no matter what age you yeah, are. Yeah, no matter what yeah. age you are. Like mm, stress is a major trigger. Yeah. And they're going into the exams and they they can, you know, they can have a scribe, um, but then that person, you know, you have to call out their answer to that person. And that Your brain doesn't work that way sometimes, you know, particularly. Yeah. And if you have a seizure... You get 15 minutes to recover and then you have to carry on with the exam. You know, these are things... And you, you don't recover in 15 minutes. No, as you've been telling us a few moments ago. That, look, at there's so many things you've raised there and today that are, are new to me and, and I'm learning. But look, at time has beaten us here. But I, yes. I have, I'd loads to talk to you about as well and other things. But do you mind if we leave that? Because it's been so interesting to hear you explain, you know, aspects of epilepsy that I've been unfamiliar with. And I just want to say to listeners, the website is epilepsy.ie. If you're affected by anything we've been talking about or have concerns, epilepsy.ie. I.e., you could get in touch uh, with Cathy and uh, her people uh, through that. Listen, I have to leave it there for today, but I'll be back to you, I promise.
Yes, will be lovely to catch up again soon. It will, and we'll take the other aspects to your wonderful life and career as well at that stage. And our Ken Murray, just before I go, has been on touch with me to say, uh, send his best regards to your sister, Dimpna. So will you do that for him? (laughs) I will, I will. Do that, please. Can I just say before I go, Mary Baker is the uh, community resource officer in the area that you cover there. So if anyone is out there with epilepsy and, and needs any advice or help, please get in touch with Mary and you can get her, her contact details on her website there, epilepsy.ie. Until the next time, and it will be sooner rather than later, Cathy Grieve, thank you so much indeed. Thanks very much, Sherry. Take care. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The wonderful Cathy Grieve there. My God, I'm more informed on epilepsy than I've ever been before. Ah, oh, you can't beat late lunch, Louise. We know where the best burgers are now in New York City. And guess oh. who's told us? <laughs> Yes, you're right. Nigel, hello to you over on the uh, far side of the Atlantic in New York City. Snake Shack, Nigel says, in New York. If you're over Snake Shack, they're simply brilliant. And you hear with an exclusive for you. They're coming to Dublin, he believes. So there you are, Snake Shack. Watch out for them. Best batter burger. We're not talking batter burgers, but we'll mention it. Is Dominic's chipper in Drogheda, says Matina. Magella, hello Magella. Always love to hear from you. Her favourite burger is a double salad burger with loads of onion and plenty of filling. I get it in our little village in Drum Conrad and it's just yummy, says Magella. Lucky you, lucky you. You have news on the burger day, Louise. Yeah, um, National Burger Day is today, as you mentioned, Jerry, and there are two for one burger deals available at 500 participating outlets. So you might be lucky to go local and find that your takeaway, your favourite takeaway or whatever is selling two for one deals. You can mm. buy me a burger too, Jerry. See, we weren't all that mad years ago. I'm hungry for a Whopper. I'm hungry for a Whopper now. And you laughed at me. But you don't have to do that. You just can just go <laughs> in and a take two for one. There's a list. I said, oh, Janie, Jerry, can you just tell us your favourite burger? I have told her. I've driven all the way from Blanchestown to Cullen and I'm absolutely starving <laughs> thinking of the burger. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I did mention, didn't I? Do you know Andrade is where I love to get a yep. burger from myself? Um, just to an- mention, Jerry, one, sorry one, to interrupt. Yeah, no? Just um in that National Burger Day, 20,000 people, I think, voted for their favourite burger. Now, the, the best burger was won by um, Flipside down in County Sligo, Sligo Town. Okay. But locally, um, the best burger at an independent takeaway went to Tony's Pizzeria in Dundalk, while the best takeaway chain in Leinster went to the Burger Box in Ashburn, oh, just to bring go. it back locally. So well done to you all there. Congratulations on your successes. Uh, another one there saying, Jerry R. Claudia, she's my all-time favourite author. I love getting lost in her books. Yes, and I'll tell you this, uh, there's thousands upon thousands around the world do her new book, The Fixer. It's out today. She was with us a little bit earlier on on the show. Now we're heading to news, weather and sport at three. Afterwards, I continue my Brian Adams story in words and song. And we'll be hearing, yes, from Fiona Crawley. She has a bog garden. Stay with us. Dusty Springfield on the way to news, weather and sport at three. Billy Ray was a preacher's son. And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. Thank you, Sheila. Sheila Maloney dropped us in little goodies yesterday and lovely card. She's back on the road again and I'm delighted to hear you're doing well, Sheila. And thanks so much for your kindness to us as usual. The Yusk 
voucher winners 50 euro vouchers going to Trevor Martin in our deed this afternoon and Jared Fogarty who's in Navin thank you to everybody who whatsapped or texted us they're the winners the answer was Denmark yes it all began for Yusk in Denmark and Amanda Curran in Kells hello Amanda thanks for sending me that lovely message about Claudia Carroll you melted me heart. I just have to give you the book. Yes, the book is on its way to you. Her new book, The Fixer by Claudia Carroll, is yours. Enjoy, Amanda. I know you love her writing. Phyllis Ty. Hello, Phyllis. The gooseberry jam woman. I'm still eating it, Phyllis. Her son Patrick is home from the USA. She hasn't seen him in such a long time. And he brought blackberry and plum jam with him. They're all mad jam makers in that Thai family. And they're fantastic, I have to say. Oh, the gooseberry. It's something else. Nigel McKenna sent me a bummer. Oh, Louise, didn't he send me a bummer? He did. Uh, those typos on the blimmin' phones, they're a divil altogether. It's actually Shake Shack in New York City. I said, well, Nigel told me Snake Shack. She, Louise said, that couldn't be. And she was right. It's Shake Shack from New York City. If you're over there, they're brilliant and they're coming to Dublin as well if you want to get your burgers when you're in the Big Apple. Now, my Artist of the Week is Brian Adams. I mentioned Brian's philanthropy yesterday, which is extensive. He's also, did you know, a supporter of animal rights. He once, listened to this, personally and physically intervened to prevent whalers killing a whale in a protected zone off the lesser Antilly Islands in the Caribbean. He got in himself and stopped them. He did. He became vegetarian in his late 20s and is now completely vegan. Besides his musical press, I never knew this, Brian is a highly skilled photographer. He's been published extensively, shot advertising campaigns for some of the biggest brands in the world. He's won many awards for his fashion shoots. He took a photograph of Queen Elizabeth, yes, on our Jubilee, our Golden Jubilee year, and the photograph appeared on a Canadian postage stamp. It did indeed. He's exhibited extensively and he was awarded a fellowship of the Royal Photographic Society in London. He is a man of many talents, but most of all his music. And today I'm turning the clock back to April the 4th, 1995 and a song which featured in the movie Don Juan de Marco, which was nominated for an Oscar and spent five weeks at number one in the USA. It's a beauty. I love it. I commend to you, Brian Adams. To really love a woman, to understand her, you gotta know her deep inside. you got to let it go to the very last, haven't you? Oh, beautiful. Brian Adams and have you ever really loved a woman? My artist of the week this week on Late Lunch. And there's no doubt about it, Irish people love Yusk. Ronnie Tuminen, the country manager for Yusk, is on the line. Hello, Ronnie. Hello, how are you? I'm really, really good. Well, they do love you in Ireland and Yusk love Ireland as well. New store in Ashbourne today, exciting times. That's, yeah, it's a mutual love, uh, I, I must say. But, um, yeah, it, it's really nice. It's really nice. You are, I'm just looking, you are now virtually all over the world, Ronnie. Tell us just the essence of Yusk. Why do people love you so much? What's the USP? Well, you know, the, the story is quite long, and I'll, I'll give you the brief history, because it's already 42 years old uh, business, and it all started in, in, in Denmark. And the founder actually... Uh, uh, was very keen on 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 selling mattresses, and and Mr. Lars Larsen, who founded the business, 
was one of the first that that ever uh, did TV adverts in in Denmark. So there we you know fast forward we've grown into uh, from one store into 3000 stores and now we are all over the Europe and 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 other places in the world and why do people love us? Well I think the answer might uh, <laughs> might be in our assortment. Uh, we sell something into your uh, uh, every single room in your household. That's that's what we used to say, uh, and and also in Carden. So so we have good offers, good quality products, and uh, and 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 good 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 customer service. So I think that's a, that's a good uh, good mix of uh, things. Oh, it's a fantastic combination. Wonderful customer service, great products, good price. You're Ronnie, you wouldn't get a better offer than that anywhere. No, no, no. (laughs) I guess so, no. Anyway, you have just opened today, 10am in Ashbourne, your 10th store in Ireland, and you're open from 10 to 6 there, seven days a week. And again, I was talking to Samantha Carter a little bit earlier on. This is the week to get in, and get in every week, but this week especially. The offers are fantastic. It is. It is. It is absolutely. I mean, I'm, we we we've waited so long to get back on track with opening stores, and actually, we we did open our first store in Dublin during the during the pandemic. But 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 literally, a lot of our our stores have been postponed. So so I'm I'm so thrilled uh, to see. I was uh, so thrilled to see uh, people queuing into our in, into our Aspen stores uh, this morning. So yeah, happy 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 days. Happy days and continued success to use here in Ireland and all over the world. Wish you well. Thank you for taking the call, Ronnie. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Take care of yourself. There, That's Ronnie Tuman in there, country manager for USC. And again, Ashburn open today. And congratulations to our virtual winners on late launch. And they're open seven days, 10 to 6. Back in a moment. New series on RTE this evening called Ireland's Garden Heroes. And one of those heroes is in RD. And she joins me on the line. Fiona Crawley, hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me on the show today. A bog garden? I'm fascinated. Tell me, what is in a bog garden? Um, well, a bog garden is many things. Um, primarily, we look at bogs and, you know, we see the barren wasteland of turf cutting from years. But, you know, if you leave a bog to do its thing, it's extraordinary what it will do and how how fast it can regenerate. So at half past eight tonight, if you tune in to <laughs> RTE1, You'll see. <laughs> you'll, you'll see, but uh, we have to imagine the pictures. Yeah. So, for example, what will grow in a bog? Give us a few things that thrive in a bog scenario. Okay, well, like, it, it's extraordinary, really, because we have carnivorous plants. We would have plants called sundew that actually eat bugs. They will eat flies. I don't know if you've ever seen the Venus fly traps. Yes. Um, we have our own version of those on all bogs that are, are left to do their own thing. Um, mosses, orchids, you know, there's a myriad of things. Like There's something like 50 different types of sphagnum moss have been found on RD bog. Mm. So that would be very open. And then as the bogs dry out, which has happened over the years due to, to drainage and farming, the next thing that comes in is the pioneer trees, which are birch trees. Mm. So when the bog dries out to a certain level, the birch trees come, which is what we have in air bog. Um, they come in, they're pioneers, they allow everything else to grow. Um, my bog is very special because it has oak trees that my father would have planted 35, 40 years ago. Terrific. Himself and my mum, they collected seeds from their pe- their 
siblings that lived overseas that emigrated in the 60s. Um, so we have what, what's looked on as an emerging oak forest now mm. on Airbog. So it's really very special, but it's very, it's very much left alone and allowed to do its own yes. thing. I have passed through it. I would like it to become an, a place where people can learn and and really understand how important bogs are. Mm. They're, they're Ireland's rainforest, you know, they, they, they're very special and yes. need to be protected. Do you know, I love what you're saying because I'm a conventional gardener, organic, I have to say, mostly growing vegetables, yeah. dabble at a few flowers. Jesus, it's a constant battle with, you know, pests and bugs and things. You have plants that eat them. You don't have to do much. It's just a sort of look after itself. I'm not being disingenuous, but that's no. really, you let nature at it. Is that it? I really do. And like, you know, there's one thing that said, you know, if something's not eating your plant you're not part of the ecosystem. Mm. And that's the truth. You mm. know, like if you're fighting against nature, you're really not going to win in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you, battles, you, so embrace. Yeah, Fiona Crawley, you have it sussed. I'm dying to see this this evening. I will be tuned in. What time does the show go out at? It's on at half past eight. Half past eight, eight this um, evening. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's called Ireland's Garden Heroes. Now, this is actually the fourth episode of it. Right. Um, so they do three gardens every week. They kind of have a rough theme, um, like gardens that surprise or gardens that intrigue mm. different things. So um, there's three experts that will come and they walk around the garden and they take it all in and they discuss it. And then I have a little chat with them about what I like. I got some lovely advice from them. Um, and then... We we go, we go our separate ways, and yes. I do a bit of navel gazing and think about everything. <laughs> but um, it, there were ten hours filming my my lovely bog, um, and that'll be about uh, six or seven minutes this evening on television. Yes. It's an amazing. Oh, oh, it's extraordinary the way it's it's edited down. Have you seen it yet yourself? The finished. Piece. No. Oh, no, so it'll be a first surprise. for you tonight as well. So it will. I'm I, going to be hiding behind. Ah, oh, not at all. Yeah. You won't, Fiona. And you know, I think of uh, a famous RD man, Dermot O'Brien, captain loud to the All Ireland win in '57, which we'll be talking about in 2057 and 2157 in the week, County. But the the tough man from RD was one of his famous songs and you know round that neck of the woods as you said there's a lot of boggy uh, land and wonderful diversity and you're going to see it this evening on the television and our own Fiona Crawley will be presenting her garden to you I'll tell you what it's fascinating and when time allows I'll in the future, I'd love to drop down and have a chat with you and have a look at it, if you don't mind. Oh, we would love that. Great. And, like, in the meantime, if anybody wanted to even follow us, we have a website, Friends of RD Bog, or okay. if we're on Instagram, just at RD Bog. We've lots of interesting Lovely, lovely, lovely. So that's great. Okay, we've added to the viewing list, I'm sure, this evening, of the numbers for RTE. Good luck to you, Fiona. Thank Looking you forward so to it. Thank you very much. Thanks yes. for joining me. Take care Bye of yourself. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Anyway, a bog garden. There you have it, folks. That's our lot on Late Lunch for this Thursday afternoon. Thank you for your company over the last couple of hours. Eddie Caffey's coming next with The Drive tomorrow on Late Lunch. He's the most wonderful composer, wonderful man. Brian Byrne from Navin's home in a short visit. He's talking to me. Leon Blanche will have a look at the sport and reflect, I'm sure, on the big games in Europe tonight and on Dock. And Cathy Marr is with us as vaccinations open up for youngsters. Our pharmacist uh, regular is with us tomorrow and she's right at the heart 
of the uh, vaccination of younger folk. And more besides, your riddle on Friday. More about Brian Adams. Show. Will we get it done? Yes, we will. Have a lovely Thursday evening. See you tomorrow for the final late lunch of the week, Friday, 1.30. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault traffic at Blackstone Motors and get a five-year warranty and low APR with same-day business finance. Call our van specialist Danny today. See blackstonemotors.ie Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.